Hello, this is Mike. Welcome back to another episode of 5-Minute Mythologies. So for those of you who don't know, I recently moved to a new apartment. And today, while I was unpacking some stuff, I came across one of those old electronic football games. And for those who don't know what that is, it's just this primitive little handheld football game. It uses LEDs and can basically simulate a very simple idea of football, I guess you could say. And you can buy them on Amazon for like $9 or something like that. So that got me thinking about early video gaming and some of the urban legends surrounding early video gaming. Now a lot of people may already know where I'm going with this. And yes, you guessed accurately, we're talking about the great granddaddy of all the video game myths, the infamous Polybus. So let's stop for a second and take a sip of this delicious Elliot Ness Amber Lager from Great Lakes Brewing Company and set the scene. It's 1981 in Portland, Oregon, and you walk into your favorite video arcade. You got your pocket full of quarters that you've been saving all week by skipping your lunches, and you're going to go do some serious gaming. So you walk into this dark arcade, mostly lit by the screens of early arcade games like Asteroids or Space Invaders. The flashing lights of the pinball machines blink on and off. The sound of the bells and those primitive sound chips fill the air. However, the front of the arcade seems kind of quiet and empty compared to how it normally is. And that's because everybody's huddled around a game in the back corner. You can't really tell what it is. It's just in a black blank cabinet. Looks like they haven't had the graphics put on it yet. But this game seems addictive because everybody's lined up to play it. So you walk over to see what it is. And that's when you first experience Polybus. So you wait patiently in line to play this game. And when you finally get up to it, you see graphics that you've never seen before. You see bright flashing lights, puzzles, all kinds of crazy stuff that's just so new and out there. However, after you finish, you walk away and you realize... You have no memory of what you just played. It's like it just disappeared from your mind. However, you feel this addictive desire to play it again next weekend. However, as you're walking out of the arcade, you see these two guys walk in. They're dressed pretty much like stereotypical FBI or Secret Service agents. And they walk right up to that cabinet that you were just playing at. They push everybody away, they open it up, and they hook up this device. And they're basically, looks like they're getting some kind of data off of the machine. You don't really think about it. You think maybe they're just there for testing or whatever, and you leave. So it's at next Saturday. You walk back to your arcade, and you're determined to play this game again. However, when you walk into the arcade, you see those two same guys from before, and they're taking the machine away. You ask the clerk at the counter what's going on, and he just ignores you. He doesn't really say anything. After a while, the machine never shows back up. It just disappears. You eventually forget about it and move on with your life. However, every now and then, like a dream, it just seems to come back into your mind. And it exists in local urban legend now of this mysterious game that showed up just for a short time and then just disappeared. And during those conversations, when that topic does come up, you even ask yourself, did I ever play this? Did it really exist? And if it did, where did it come from and why did it disappear? 
more importantly, who are those government agent-looking guys who were fiddling with it one day and then a week later just took it away, never to be seen again? Which brings us to the question, did Polybus even exist? And if it did, what was it? So Polybus was an arcade machine. It was said to contain really intense graphics, puzzles, and could leave people with memory loss and seizures. Some people believed it was created by the CIA to implant subliminal messages into children and to test them for recruitment within the CIA. During the infancy of the internet, a person came out claiming to be one of the programmers who created Polybus and it was being tested in the Seattle arcades and during testing there were rumors of seizures and memory loss and when the government took caught wind of it they came and seized the machines. Of course that was debunked. The FBI even released a statement stating that nowhere could it find any evidence of Polybus ever existing outside of basically urban legend and popular cultural references. Of course, where I think Polybus came from was from a combination of two things. One, this was the era of video games and arcades, and a lot of the times when companies would test new video games, they'd put them in arcades for a short while in blank cabinets just to kind of test them, and then they'd disappear, and if you ever played one of those games, maybe you remember playing the game, but you don't necessarily remember what it was called. That could have given rise to the myth of Polybus. Or more likely, in my opinion, I think the myth of Polybus came out of one of these moral panics of the 80s. We have to remember that the Reagan-era 80s was this return to conservatism after you know two or three decades of liberal politics you know it was a time when the hippies started selling out and becoming these reagan era conservatives it's during this era when we see these mostly affluent white suburbanite moms coming out with these panics almost every week is the music johnny's listening to gonna make him violent and kill somebody are the video games he's playing gonna warp his mind and make him more violent Is the game Dungeons and Dragons going to turn him into a Satanist? And so on and so on. And I think it's a combination of these two things, a moral panic and just general video game testing in arcades where they maybe tested an alpha version of something and then took it away, led to the rise of these myths of this insidious video game. And of course that myth does stay alive due to its prevalence in pop culture. It generally shows up in the backgrounds of a lot of cartoons as kind of a subtle nod to the urban legend. And on that note, I think this is where we'll end it tonight. Once again, Again, this is Mike. I thank you for listening. Join us every Tuesday for an episode of 5-Minute Mythologies and every other Thursday for our main show, Urban Legends and Conspiracies with Mike.